What is up, everybody? We are back. I say we like I have a mouse in my pocket. <laughs> oh, man. I am back with episode three. I want to tell you now, I'm fighting a little bit of a cold. I've been doing a lot of speaking and talking and uh, yelling over some uh, weapon firing, so my voice is jacked up, and I have a little bit of a cold, so I apologize from the get-go. I uh, want to say thanks if you're back. Got a, whew, got amazing feedback from episode two. Um, I don't, I didn't really mean to make everybody cry, um, but a lot of folks reached out saying reading from your journal made me cry. Well. I'm hoping it made you dig deep and think about your own life and some of the hard things you've been through because a lot of the folks that reach out to me who said that weren't first responders. They were folks who've never done this job before. So guess what? That tells me everything I already need to know about this Operation Yellow Tape mission that so many of the people are struggling on the outside of the yellow tape and have had knockdowns on the outside of the yellow tape that what I say resonates with them. Man, my throat is a little bit scratchy. You may hear Johnny barking. I don't know. Um, I am just freshly back, like literally today, from the Overcome and Survive workshop down in Moyoc, North Carolina, Training with retired Navy SEAL Jason Redmond and a bunch of his cadre, too many to name, TAC-21, Sifu Allen Baker, uh, the whole list goes on. We had an amazing time. This episode is kind of going to be all over the place. And some some are going to be that way. Some are just going to be me chatting. I really want to talk about something that's kind of affecting me right now um, with my own mental health far as a post-traumatic stress symptom that I have. I've, to- I've told you all before that the worst symptom that I have is hypervigilance is my worst and the worst my family has to deal with. But then on my side that I kind of hide pretty good is the feeling of being overwhelmed in crowds and overwhelmed when people start talking. Um, a lot of people start talking. And... We'll go into that a little bit. Because, I, again, I believe that I, I can't help people unless I share me and I share my story and what hurts me the most. I believe that. I say it all the time. I don't know who, who, who said it, who owns it, but your story will become someone's survival guide. I want to thank everybody who has reached out to me over the last couple of weeks. October was busy. I I want to give a huge shout out to Louisa County Department of Fire and EMS. Man, Chief Bulldog, that's right, Bulldog. Chief Bulldog had me come out and speak to some of his men and women. And it, it just was amazing. Um, it, it is not easy to have someone come to your department that you never worked around that you don't even trust or really even know. And they're going to talk to you about mental health. They're going to talk to you about what what you need to do with, with, with your struggles. But let me tell you, they sat there and listened and nodded their head 
and filled out the worksheet that I have. And I just felt like I had been part of that Louisa County Department of Fire and EMS my whole life. So thank y'all so much. I really hope what I said resonated. I hope you're using some of the practices from the HELP acronym. And I appreciate you all reaching back out. So many of you have. On October 22nd, I got a chance to go out to the Virginia Fire Officers Academy and speak to class 2023-3 for an amazing three hours. I was their final speaker before they graduated. I'm sure you saw it on my Instagram page. I've been shouting out a lot because I'm proud of it. I'm proud of it. And I'm going to shout it out a lot because I told myself laying on the beach in Topsville, North Carolina, it's time to become loud and proud about taking steps with correcting your mental health, improving your mental health, and you stepping up and helping other people with their mental health. So I'm proud. It was so amazing to go there and speak to close to 32 different students. You know, I think it was split half. I think half were officers and half were about to be officers. That's powerful, man. Leadership, you have got to be aware of mental health struggles. You've got to be fierce in the early recognition of people who are struggling or about to struggle. You know, I shared a story with them that when I was going through some of my darkest moments, I don't feel that people recognized it. I sit back now and I've talked to a couple of my old supervisors, you know, from 10 years ago. And like, yeah, man, we noticed that you were edgy a little bit and we were, you were a little bit pissy here and there and moody here and there, but then you come right back out of it. You know, what are we going to do? Pull you aside and ask what's wrong with you? Well, you know, sometimes I think back to my behavior must have made people feel like they couldn't approach me like that. And that's what we don't want because I feel like I wish someone would have pulled me aside and said something. Now, I did have a few people pull me aside and I know right now they're listening and they're smiling in their car because they told me a couple days ago, you said one time nobody pulled you aside. Well, I did. Well, they're right. They did. And I didn't listen. And I wasn't ready. It's always when you're ready, right? So speaking to the VFOA class 2023-3, we got into some pretty serious conversation. Um, I shared a lot. I also brought out the HELP acronym. They filled the worksheet up. And I've also heard back from so many of them. And I've already been back out and invited to two other departments to present in 2024. So thank you so much. And as I just finished saying, I just spent October 26th through the 28th in Moyoc, North Carolina at Jason Redmond's Overcome and Survive workshop. This was class 003. We've already dropped dates for April and November of 2024. I'm not going to go into it, folks. If you're interested in it, send me a DM. I think my my, my voice isn't going to hold up too long, but you can go to getoffx.com. It is an amazing workshop. Sometimes the, the price freaks people out. But let me tell you what. It's breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Snacks all day, drinks and coffee, two and a half days of lodging, all the ammunition that you can you can shoot, the the weapon of your choice, a go bag, swag. This thing needs to be more expensive if you ask me. 
And then here's the important thing people need to realize. Because everybody tells me, some not everybody, a lot of, we have plenty of people in the class, but some folks say, man, this is just way too expensive. You know, th- think about who you're who you're learning these skills from. I mean, you're learning defensive skills from a 40-year instructor, Sifu Allen Baker. You're learning uh, about weapons and basic pistol grip and, and, and shooting from Navy SEALs, from folks who have been there and done that, top tier in what they do. So when you tell me it's expensive, yeah, it is expensive. Hell, going and finding a personal trainer is expensive if their resume is fat enough. You're just not learning from John and Jim down the street who do a little shooting in their backyard in Prince George, man. You're learning from top tier operators. And I'll give myself some credit. You know, I teach with a with a guy Paul and myself. I'm 21 years on the job. You know, I know a little bit about EMS. I've run some calls in my time. You know, some pretty horrific calls. I know about stopping a bleed. I know about CPR. I know about tourniquet usage. I know about overturned vehicles. Paul knows about gunshot wounds. I know about gunshot wounds. So again, you're just around people that are pushing you to be better. And the network that you build, the friendships that we have, the after party is amazing. I I just ask that if you're looking to invest in yourself in 2024 and you want to learn to protect yourself a little bit better, you want to learn about de-escalation, that's what it's all about really, not even finding yourself in the problem. Let's find ways to be situational aware enough to de-escalate, to not even find ourselves in the issue. But if you happen to find yourself in the issue, you have things that you can use. Most importantly, knowledge, ability, skills, and most, most importantly, is the confidence. The confidence to know that you can step up and do something. Because the whole class knows, you know, this is our third class. You are more likely to be upside down in your vehicle. You're more likely to see a family member go down. Believe me, I've lived it. You're more likely to see a friend hurt, yourself hurt, than you are to be in a gunfight. So the EMS side of this training, the three hours that we put the folks through, is always some of the highest marks on the surveys. So again, I'm not going to get into it today because it's a it's a lot to talk about. If it interests you, DM me. And... uh Go to getoffx.com. I want to give one quick shout out to my man, David Knorr. Uh, brother started fire, firing, <laughs> following me on Instagram, and we sparked up a conversation in 2020, I believe it was. Well, he supports Operation Yellow Tape. He saw that we were putting on this uh, Overcome and Survive, and Brother Knorr came. Um, you can catch him on Instagram. He goes under spec. I'm not going to give his total name out. I guess I already did. But thank you, brother. It was amazing to meet you. Thank you so much for coming. It's, it's, it's always strange when you meet people virtually and like three years later, you get a chance to really meet them. An amazing dude, an amazing patriot, amazing shot, and just a good guy. I could have sat there and spent days with him. So thank you, brother, for making the trip, and I hope to see you again in April. Whew, that was a lot. Um. I feel like I'm saying I'm a lot today. Maybe I am. It doesn't matter. You know, I talk a lot about my post-traumatic stress symptoms. Because personally, I don't feel I have post-traumatic stress disorder. Do I check the boxes? 
<laughs> yeah, I think I do. So maybe I do. I don't know. Um, but I just have some pretty, some pretty good symptoms. And I want to talk about one, and I want to see if it relates to you. <sighs> and I have a feeling that it might, because some of you reached out as 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 recently as over the weekend, and I couldn't get back to you because of where I was and what I was doing. I suffer pretty good from hypervigilance. When the phone rings and it's someone who I haven't heard from in a while, I automatically think something's up. Something's, something's going on. Something's bad's happened. You know, if it's my mom calling out of the blue, my daughter calling out of the blue, my heart starts to race. I'm really jumpy at times. I'm really irritable at times, irritated, easily frustrated, but I'm working on all those things because I feel the thing that I teach to help acronym, the educate part of it, is helping me become better. Identifying those things and working through them. But one thing that I have realized lately is I have become extremely overwhelmed with people talking nonstop. (laughs) And I don't want to offend anybody out there today, but... People that just talk nonstop to you, you don't get a chance to get a word in and then someone else walks up and then they start talking. So now I have two people in front of me both talking to me about something else and it's just, it's mind-boggling for one. Does anybody go through that? It can't be just a first responder problem. You know, do you ever sit in meetings and people are talking so much that you don't even really hear what they're saying. It's like an episode of Charlie Brown. I mean, I've been dealing with that lately. And I'll be honest. As a first responder, when 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 the second you see me, and before the handshake can even be completed, you've asked me to go talk to you outside or in the building or go have them. Man, give me a chance to, to 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 see you and to and to stand there for a second. Because as a first responder, honestly, I don't know who can relate to this, but it's very overwhelming when you're standing there talking to people and someone you haven't seen for a very long time comes out of the blue and, and, and shakes your hand within seconds. Hey, can, can, can I get 20 minutes of your time? And you're just like, holy moly. Can I just breathe for a second? Can, can we stand there and look at each other for a minute? So, you know, and, and some of you folks may be thinking, man, that that's being rude. You shouldn't say that. Well, rude for what? Part of the educate of the HELP acronym is to educate people to understand why first responders may be like they are. I can tell you, there's been a couple of times over the last couple of, of weeks that I have, I've had to walk off. Now, I faked it pretty good. I've pretended I had to go somewhere or do something. I've had to go off and catch a breath. You know? You, it's hard when you are constantly having to hear people talk to you at the same time. And I don't know why we do that to each other. So I'm going to share that with y'all about myself today. And I wonder if anyone's dealing with it. If you are, send me a DM and tell me some of the things that you do. Are you overwhelmed by loud voices, multiple people talking at the same time, and does it just make you feel like you're going to crawl out of your skin? It's kind of new for me. I wouldn't say it's completely new, but it's new into the point where I've had to recognize it and I've had to walk off.
and, and again, I'm going in circles here, but when you meet somebody and you haven't seen them in a long time and before you can even give them a chance to inhale, you've already asked them to walk off with you or to go somewhere with you. It's actually pretty draining. It's like you don't even know what to say because you haven't even eased into the conversation. I don't know why we do that to each other. It's not just a first responder thing either. I've been standing with friends of mine and somebody walks up and we haven't seen them in two years and they say, hey man, can I get five minutes of your time? It's like, you're going to get five minutes of my time at some point during this conversation. Let's just stand here for a second. You know, maybe there's something I need to, to tell you real quick. But maybe that sounds selfish. Maybe it's me sitting here at this table being selfish. However, I've had a lot of folks lately telling me, hey man, it looked like you were kind of um, kind of frustrated when you walked off. Well, I've had two people tell me that in three months. Well, no, I wasn't frustrated. I was mentally and emotionally drained. You know, when you stand there and listen to somebody talk, to talk, and then, you know, people have to understand too, you're just one person. Like, the people listening to this right now, you have multiple friends in your life. And I think sometimes people think that you just have nothing going on. And when you don't respond back to a text or to a phone call or to a DM, you're just ignoring them. You're not ignoring them. You have a lot of stuff going on. It's not always easy to get back to somebody. It, not in this day and age. I mean, it's instant gratification, constant notification. I have people every day that tell me, hey, man, I sent you a DM you never answered. I get 200 DMs a day. I get 200 Instagram messages a day. There's sometimes I don't even get a chance to check them. I'm not complaining, but you have to show me some grace. You really have to understand that I don't always see them all. And to be honest, there are some parts of my social media that I don't even control anymore. I have someone that helps me with that. So I just wanted to share that real quick. I wanted to share how overwhelmed I have felt lately in large crowds and as anyone else get that. I can tell you I went to Bush Gardens um, a couple weeks ago and I, I had a great time. Um, there was one moment where I felt a little bit overwhelmed. There were so many people and yelling and jumping and birds screaming and uh, the, the sounds of the screams. It was hollow scream. So Screams I don't do very well with. Um, I mean, I do okay, but like most first responders, I've been on scene before and I, I have heard people screaming for, for their lives. So screams, um, and you hear other mental health people talk about it too. You know, they don't do well at pools. They don't do well at amusement parks or parks. Hearing children scream, hearing adults scream. But I have to say, I leaned into my own HELP acronym um, and I did well. I had a really great time, but it's just, it's just not easy when you've spent your whole entire pretty much adult life responding to emergencies, and then when you integrate back out into society, where you know most people don't jump out of their their skin because someone screams in the woods, you know at at hollow scream. I mean, but we have hypervigilance. We're jumpy. It is what it is. You know, 
I'm jumping around a little bit. I had someone a couple days ago tell me that they were struggling with grief. And one of the topics I'm going to cover here very soon, I promise, is grief and failure. But the person was telling me that they feel like three years of their life is gone. And then they said, I had a professional tell me that I could pretty much write off three years or maybe even five years of my life after suffering grief. After suffering grief from from a death of a family member or something tragic. So I said, you actually had someone tell you that? A, A professional told you that three to five years of your life you can write off? And they said, yeah. I'll be honest, I really didn't believe it. So a friend of mine sent me a TED Talk not long ago. And this lady gets into it where she suffered the unexpected loss of her daughter. And the counselor told her, you can expect to write off five years of your life. You can expect to have a divorce or family issues. You can expect your family to be tore apart. And you can expect to suffer from some mental health issues after this major, major life loss that you've experienced. So I called the person back up and I'm like, hey, remember that conversation we had about what that counselor told you? And they're like, yeah. I'm like, well, I just found the perfect TED Talk I want you to listen to. Whew, I feel like I'm breathing heavy because I can't breathe out my nose. But I told them, you don't have to lose three to five years of your life. You're going to want to get back up. You have to be resilient. You have to find the parts of them you love the most and be. You have to find the parts of them you love the most and share. You have to find the parts of them that you love the most and just become that. They would not want you to lay there and be a shell for five years? And I find it kind of shocking that a, a professional counselor or professional psychiatrist would tell you that. Would tell you, you can pretty much write off the next five years of your life. Well, I say no. I say no. You, you know my story. You know I have a, a, a friend on my wrist. I have multiple friends on my wall. You know, a major ambush in my own family 10 years ago. Yeah, I think about that stuff daily. And I found myself in a long spiral. So I'm here to tell you, it can do that to you. And that's what makes me feel so strong now talking to people because I spent seven years kind of spiraling, just kind of going through the motions. No one even told me because I didn't go see nobody, remember? But I did spend from 2013 till about 2020 kind of spiraling, just being a victim. And none of the people I lost would have ever, ever, ever wanted that. So to go back to my previous statements a minute ago, how you can expect to write off three to five years of your life. You can expect to have a divorce or family issues. You can expect to have mental illness. No, no, 
No. Educate yourself on what may come of this. Was it the death of a family member? A friend? I don't even know what it could be. Loss of a job, loss of a house, bankruptcy, all types of things. Mentally, emotionally, socially, spiritually, financially. So many things cause so many problems. Don't let it derail you. You have to have your time to grieve. You have to have your time to work through it. But goodness gracious, don't spend years pushing people away. Years doing things that you don't love. Years letting your physical, emotional, and mental health struggle. And fail. And ultimately cause worse problems. Folks, it is 25 minutes into this thing, I think. I'm going to jump up off here. I know I've been all over the place, and I apologize. I'm going to get back on track once my voice gets back on track, and I'm pretty positive on episode four, we're going to hit grief and leadership slash failure. You know, there's a a, a strong similarity with grieving. Uh, There's the leadership part of it, and then there's a strong failure part of our minds when we're dealing with grief. It's uh, kind of fascinating stuff. I want to thank you for listening. I want to tell you that there are too many of us to ever feel alone. You're going to hear me say that over and over again. I want to thank you for listening to me try to breathe through my nose over and over and over again. And I hope something I said today resonated with you. If you are the person, like me, who sometimes constant talking and noises overwhelm you, recognize it, step away, catch your breath, and go back to it. And sometimes even sharing with the people that that's what you're going through helps as well. That's why our family and friends have to know these things. If it resonated with you, you can email me at operationyellowtape at gmail.com. You can send me a DM as always. I really want to thank the folks who have reached out to me. I've got some some really exciting speaking opportunities coming up in 2024. Not going to get too deep into them, but I'm really excited. Thank you guys for reaching out and asking me to come to your organization, your company to speak. You can go to my website, KennyMitchellJr.com. If you are looking for someone to come out and talk a little bit of mental health awareness and proactive practices, because that's what it's about. I sit back on that beach in Topsville, North Carolina, and I told myself, we all know there's mental health struggles. How many times have we got to hear that? We know that. We know that we I have some. We know you have some. We all talk about it. Mental health is the hot topic right now. In Western medicine, we sit back and wait to treat the symptoms. Let's let your A1C get through the roof. Let's let your blood pressure get crazy. Let's let all these things happen. Then we'll treat the symptoms with medication. No. In mental health, let's let's recognize that symptom. Let's recognize that hypervigilance. Let's recognize the fact that Kenny's being talked to by five different people at the same time. He has to walk off, get his breath before he spirals and has to go lay under a tree for two hours. That's what it's about. We've got to get to a point where we get fierce in the early recognition of a mental health decline and those we work with, live with, and ourselves. And start treating 
what is happening right then and there in its tracks. Don't let these bad symptoms start. That's what I'm trying to do. That's what I'm trying to preach to people. That's what the whole HELP acronym is about. When I come to see you, I'm going to give you proactive practices, health, educate, launching people. We're going to dissect your life, dissect your professional and personal life inside and outside the yellow tape. And we're going to jump into it. Folks, give me a follow at Kenny Mitchell Fire on Instagram. I um, like I'm saying I am a lot today. I'm trying to breathe. I'm putting out videos. I'm putting out tips. I'm putting out those proactive practices. I love that word. I love those words. Give me a follow there, Kenny Mitchell Fire. Website again, KennyMitchellJr.com. And I tell you, it has been awesome doing a podcast and not being able to breathe through neither one of your nose holes. That's called resiliency, baby. (laughs) Folks, until next time, remember there are too many of us to ever feel alone. Keep in the fight. Stay in the fight. Keep showing up. You versus you. Just one more. Until next time.